Hello all, welcome back to the No Run podcast. Today I've got a very special guest with me, uh, England superstar, left-hand spin whiz, Jack Leach. How you doing, mate? Good, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Right, we might as well just dive straight into it. Uh, what are your earliest memories of cricket? Why cricket? Um, well, my parents uh, moved to Taunton uh, just before I was born and... Um, my dad used to take me down as I think as uh, my first game was when I was two weeks old. I went down to watch Somerset uh, play. Um, so I'm told I don't really remember that. But um, yeah, so grew up watching a lot of Somerset playing um, and kind of just got into it from there, I guess. And um, went to Saturday morning coaching, uh, did a kind of there was like an award scheme kind of 10 week coaching course or whatever through uh, the winter. and. Um, yeah, so just got into it that way, really, and um, joined a local club, um, and um, yeah, it's all sort of gone from there, really. Um, yeah, but grew up really as a big Somerset fan, um, and yeah, just loved loved the game. I think obviously my dad had a real interest in it, and and it went from there, really. That's it. It's very start early start two weeks old. It's <laughs> it's. Yeah. it's it's, it's ideal for a cricket fan. This is what you want to do. Um, but yeah. you got you got into the Somerset team around 2010. What was it kind of like breaking into the the first class system, first class setup for the first time? Yeah, it was good. I think there were lots of times um, where I thought that might not happen. I I came off the academy at 18, and um, a few of the guys at my age group who were coming off as well, they got offered contracts um, to play full-time and um you know that, that was Joss Joss Butler and um Callum Haggett James Burke and Adam Dibble um so they were all getting offered contracts and I wasn't going to I wasn't good enough at that point and so I went down the line of going to uni um I went to uh UIC at the time now Cardiff Met um and uh you know, there was a uh, the uni scheme um, allowed me to kind of still train through the winter and and take my cricket quite seriously. And then obviously in the summer, uni university you get long holidays, and so actually that gave me the chance to play Somerset second team still and just keep my foot in the door a little bit um, and managed to get summer contracts through university and. Um, and yeah, just managed to do enough, I guess, to keep my foot in the door and, and give me that extra bit of time to develop. And um, yeah, I guess as a spinner, you can uh, develop a little bit later. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that was how it went for me and and uh, just took a little bit longer. But um, yeah, when I first made my debut, obviously very excited, very nervous. Um, I think obviously I've watched a lot of cricket uh, through my childhood at at the county ground and then to to be playing in a team um you know Triscothic my hero growing up and then to be playing in the same team as him was uh very strange and um yeah probably a little bit starstruck and um yeah but just just kind of probably a little bit naive didn't really have um anything to lose it was just amazing to be um sort of fulfilling my dream and um I guess you kind of don't look too far ahead apart from just loving what you're doing so um yeah that was that was a great experience making my debut 
surreal, surreal experience definitely playing with uh, an idol in Driscothic. He's been at England great. He's been yeah. England coaching set for a while, Somerset legend. Yeah. So that's a pretty pretty cool experience to say. Um, but once you got your foot in the door, uh, you you over the last, from 2010 to 2015, your reputation started building as one of the, the best spinners in England. Um, I, I remember when I was a little kid hearing about hearing about you at Somerset, um, but we we didn't have it was Moan Ali in the test team, and that's kind of the route they were going for. But we hadn't had since Graham Swan, there wasn't like a frontline spinner, so to say. And then um, you obviously got into the test team around 2018. But what would you say any standout moments in your career in the period between uh, your first class debut and getting to the England team? Um, well, I think a, a couple of things, really. I guess I, the first part of my career, first 20 games, maybe I, I wouldn't know the number, but um, I played on some very good first class wickets. So, you know, kind of the games were um slow you had to be patient you got a lot of overs as a spinner but um you know at Taunton there wasn't much spin actually and then I guess we um when Matt Maynard was at the club um as coach and we kind of um stumbled across playing on these spinning wickets and I think the first time the wicket spun like it wasn't like we didn't know it was going to spin I came on sort of after lunch and then suddenly I was like it was spinning quite a lot so um and then we sort of went down that route a little bit uh for a while and it was a kind of a way um for us as a team to to kind of do something a little bit different to the opposition and um yeah I think we had a good um method there for a little bit and then um but but in terms of my development that really helped me because obviously I was I was playing as um you know the guy who needed to to take the wickets but also um uh, you know, you get a lot of overs and you get a lot of exposure because you're taking those wickets. So suddenly your name kind of kind of rises. And I guess, um, so I feel very lucky to have had that experience over a two-year period maybe um, where, you know, I was taking lots of wickets and that gets your name out there. And, um, and then I feel like since then, it's kind of been about learning still. I still feel like I've been learning my trade in terms of playing on flatter wickets and, um, different places around the world, different balls. And um, so, yeah, I, I still probably felt quite inexperienced when I made my debut for England. Um, although I'd taken quite a lot of wickets, um, yeah, I still felt I had a lot to learn. And, um, yeah, I still feel like I'm doing that now. But um, I think, yeah, probably, probably having that experience before just playing on those spinning wickets. Sorry about the dog. Um, was was a good thing because um i knew kind of what uh, i guess the longer kind of form a longer game looked like and and how that would the different things you come up against there and then also these shorter games where it's spinning a lot and then and then so knowing how to adapt to the different different conditions and different uh styles of play yeah because someone said it kind of built his reputation as being the spinning ground um, were taunting that yeah. because you had obviously Don Best in the team as well. So you were yeah. one of the teams, only teams in, in the county championship playing two spinners fairly regularly, yeah. Um, which is kind of something you don't see too much across the county championship yeah. anymore, which I think is kind of poor because I'm a spinner myself. Um, okay. I, I'd love to see more spinners coming coming through. Um, so obviously that was a great environment to harvest and boost your skills. 
But then when you got the call up to England, what was that like? It's obviously, it's every every young cricket fan's dream, surreal moment. What was that call like? Yeah, I remember um, I'd um, we were on a pre-season little getaway down in Cornwall playing a bit of golf and having a few meetings with Somerset and stuff. So um, we were we were down there. So I was with the whole Somerset squad and um, James Whitaker, I think at the time was the selector, and he phoned me and um, and I um, and yeah, very surreal, kind of like really nervous on the phone, but like just sort of knew what was sort of maybe going to be said, and because um, I think Mason Crane had got injured, and um, so yeah, it's um, good good to be with the Somerset guys, obviously guys that um, you know my teammates and. Uh, people that had helped me so much, um, coaches um, who had helped me to get to there. And, and so, yeah, to, to kind of um, be able to announce it to them um, was really nice. And then um, it was a case of of getting back um, to Taunton and packing my stuff and getting out there because it was obviously the tour had started. And, um, yeah, um, I was out to New Zealand. So, yeah, it was... Um, it was an amazing kind of uh, time, and um, I guess it's it, it was it been my aim for a little bit. I think I remember when I was sort of twenty five, twenty six. I was I was still just breaking into the. I played a few games each year in the first team, but not properly broken in. I was sort of playing second team at the time, um, and I'd. Um, I'd actually had an accident where I'd like fractured my skull and I'd had a concussion. Um, and I remember coming back from that and being like, oh, I just really want to give like cricket everything. And um, I remember thinking like Graham Swan, he didn't play till he was 29, 30. So, you know, that still gives me four or five years to kind of really learn my trade. And, um, and then I reckon I could play for England if I really work hard and, um and you know learn as much as I can and and obviously then it happened a lot quicker than I I expected but um yeah so to kind of get to that point was was really good and um yeah to play at Christchurch Hagby Oval in the second test um in that series was was very special and um we almost got the win but um yeah it was a draw I think and um yeah no really uh fond memories definitely that's fantastic. But then, obviously, since that, it's you've had quite a few memorable moments in an England shirt. Um, yeah. Obviously, start opening up, opening the batting at Lords, which is probably something yeah. you didn't expect to do. But uh, scoring ninety two was pretty fantastic. What, what was that yeah. kind of like? <laughs> oh yeah, that was crazy. Um, obviously, um, playing against Ireland and um, the guys had just won the World Cup, and um, yeah, I remember that game and obviously that was leading into the Ashes series and yeah. um yeah I remember playing a Lions game the week before against Australia A and I, I took five wickets in the second innings but I didn't feel like I was a, got um hit a bit and I just didn't feel in a particularly good place and then obviously got the call up for the Ireland test match and um I was very um yeah, uh, and then I remember the first day of that game, we got bowled out cheaply Yeah, <laughs> um, by Tim Murta. And then 
I bowled a few overs and uh, didn't bowl how I wanted to. And and I remember coming back to um, the hotel and I and I, the first there was one over that night, and so I went out and batted and yeah, uh, didn't like yeah. But I remember that that um, evening just feeling very down about how it had gone and um, not feeling good. And um, I remember my girlfriend saying to me like. Um, you know, things can change. Literally, um, you can have a different day tomorrow, and and uh, yeah, obviously, um, it was a very different day, and um, yeah, really, really great day. And the weather was amazing. It was hot, and um, yeah, just had so much fun out there batting, and um, yeah, it turned out to be quite an important innings in the game, and um, yeah, yeah, so. Um, that was very special and gave me a lot of confidence and um, yeah, uh, really enjoyed it. Yeah. So even though you were kind of new to the team then, after after scoring ninety two, opening the baton at Lords and considering we had a bit of an opener merry go round, surely you were knocking on Joe's door saying, "Go on, get me back up there." <laughs> I definitely wasn't doing that, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I do like to. I remind the boys that I averaged 46 or something opening the bank for England because uh, I've, I think I've done it twice once in Sri Lanka as well where there was one over left um, and I got one and then uh, but then with the 92 yeah so um, yeah I do like to uh, tease the boys about my average opening the bank for England you got to do you got to do it because it's obviously yeah. it's Sky have the, like the graphic to show all the England's past openers and you see like Kirk, Strauss, uh, Lyle, Robinson, and then everybody, and then Jack Leach is in there, and it's like, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think um, I'm, I think I'm number one, and Cook's number two or something. Yeah. So, <laughs> so but yeah, that's, that's you got to keep that going. You got to keep that going. Yeah. I reckon if I was you, actually, I wouldn't open up again. I'd stay there. Well, that's exactly what I'm hoping. <laughs> But obviously you've got that that uh, amazing memory, but you've also got Headingley in 2019, being in the box office yeah. seat for, for Stokesy. What, what was yeah. what was that like? Um, yeah, amazing. Obviously that was a few games later. Um, yeah. And having watched Stokesy in the World Cup final and um, just being obviously mesmerised by it, um, on that day and obviously just watching as a fan then and then to be out there with him um and yeah obviously came in with 70 odd needed or whatever it was and didn't really think we had much of a chance and um yeah uh but for it to to pull it off was unbelievable and um yeah it's the best day of my career um definitely and um, yeah, I just could not believe what I was watching from the other end, really. Um, um, I remember watching that, and uh, my dad was out mowing the lawns, and I was like, he was like, oh, we've lost, we've given up. So yeah. we're, we're getting smacked here, I'm up, off to mow the lawns, and I was like, all right. And then he comes back in to get a drink about a half hour later, and he's like, we're still going. And he goes back out, then comes back in, and he's like, no, we're still, we're still going. And all, all of a sudden, everybody's around watching the TV, cheering every ball. I love when the glasses, yeah. I open the glasses, it's it iconic, it was amazing. So yeah, I, yeah. I always said you could, you guys could do it, and yeah. my dad was having none of it, but yeah. <laughs> well, um, thank you for your, um, 
your belief because um I remember Ruti saying to me before I was batting. So um I think we were at set seven or eight down and he was like, just remember like whilst there's two of you out there, you can still do it, just bat with Stokesy. And um I sort of remember thinking, yeah, yeah, all right, whatever. And um but to be honest, like because it was so many runs, it it felt less nerve-wracking like yeah. to start with. Um because it was kind of so far off, you didn't really think about the end target. Whereas I think if I'd gone in with like 10 to win, it would have been really difficult. Yeah, the, the pressure um, would be right on. Yeah, because the pressure would be high and you'd obviously need to still get yourself in and whatever. But, um, you know, Stokesy managed me brilliantly in that with just saying like um, how we were going to do it. And he had plans for each bowler for him. And um, yeah, we just kind of... Um, yeah, it worked really nicely. And obviously, he played some of the most amazing shots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that reverse, uh, and, um, reverse hit was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, obviously, um, a bit of luck along the way as well. <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, it's um, a great, a great day. It was always going to be our day, I reckon. Um, yeah. Would you take? What would you take? That one or the ninety-two? Which ones? Which ones? Your your inning go-to innings? The one or the ninety-two? Uh, the the people definitely talk about the one a lot more. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I obviously wouldn't um, wouldn't change that at all. So it would have to be the one. I suppose if it was a hundred versus the one, it'd probably be the hundred. But <laughs> yeah, that's true. If I'm yeah, I would have loved to have obviously. I didn't really at the time. I was just pleased that I got ninety two, and then yeah. <laughs> afterwards, like you're driving home the next day, and you're thinking, "Car eight more runs, and I'd be yeah. on the board." Like that <laughs> would have been epic. But um, oh. yeah. Um, but so yeah, following the Headingley bit, you got uh, I saw Specsavers give you a lifetime deal. I want to know if they actually come through with that. Were they? Was it? Were they <laughs> chatted, or did they actually come through with a lifetime deal? Um. Yeah, well, I think they said there's like a pair of glasses each year I can have. But, um, yeah, I think obviously COVID and stuff, I don't yeah. know. It's not like being as simple. But, um, yeah, I think they would. I think they would go through with it if I if I um, if I go and uh, pester them. I reckon you could get them as a, as a bat sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Down, down was, the bottom of the bat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. But um, so yeah, moving on. You've spoken uh, in the past throughout your career about Crohn's disease and yep. uh, what that's been like. Um, what what are the sort of challenges you've had to kind of overcome um, in a playing career with that? Um, yeah, I think obviously the Crohn's. I, I feel um, from speaking to other people who have suffered from it, like I feel like I'm actually probably quite lucky in terms of um, my day-to-day symptoms aren't too bad I'm on medication I take a injection every week um that I do myself and um otherwise it's just um pretty normal as a few foods that I try to avoid spicy food and stuff and um but yeah I guess obviously going away from home um traveling around different parts of the world and different foods and um that can be a bit of a battle and um, I guess my energy levels at times can be a little bit low. The the injection that I take, uh, my it weakens my immune system. Um, so I pick up little things quite easily, and 
um, that can just make me feel run down. And obviously, whilst trying to play high level sport, I feel like, um, yeah, sometimes that can be a little bit of a battle. Um, but, you know, you kind of you get used to it a little bit. And um, I had that incident in New Zealand in the end of 2019 uh, where I got food poisoning and then that turned into sepsis and I was um yeah I was quite well I was very ill at that point um but um yeah so those those are the kind of things that um have probably been the the most difficult to deal with um and just and, and just kind of trying to I guess it's not something that you can see Crohn's so people might not understand necessarily and I think um the mental side of that um if you're not quite able to have the same energies or um you know that can be seen as as weak or or whatever but um that's why I try to be open with with coaches and uh, my teammates and stuff so that you know they're they're aware and um have an understanding as well so um yeah otherwise um you know I try and look at it as a positive thing and and you know any areas that I'm weaker in physically that actually mentally I can be stronger and um so yeah try and look at it as positive and see how it can can work for me rather than um work against me and I think that's the thing is it's not trying to like fight off how you're feeling but actually work with how you're feeling and um yeah that's been the key for me that's a fantastic way to look at it because I guess if you, you don't look at it that way it could be quite detrimental and kind of keep you in your own head and kind of isolate yourself so by speaking about yeah. it, raising awareness for it it allows people around you to give you the understanding that you need to be able to do what you love um, yeah. without it having to uh, hold you back in any sort of way yeah and I think, I think just on that like the, it's so similar to like some mental health stuff as well like so, um because it's like you can't see it you don't know how someone's feeling and, and there's very similar kind of things around it and um you know I think actually my Crohn's can sort of flare up a little bit if I'm stressed and um mentally feeling low or you know so actually um they are very similar and I think um from speaking to guys who have suffered with Crohn's I think the other thing that they are suffering with a little bit is the mental health side of Crohn, of having Crohn's. So I think, um, yeah, that's really important as well is that um, people with these kind of things that are living with things that aren't going to go away and you're trying to manage them. Yeah. Um, but mentally they're looked after as well. So um, yeah, that's really important. Has there been um, any like sports psychology uh, that you've you've received uh, that's kind of helped with that sort of stuff? Yeah, well, I think again, that's where I'm lucky is that obviously in sport we do have um, sports psychs and um, doctors as well that understand the sport the sporting side of it. Um, and I guess the one thing that kind of cricket and sport can it teaches you a lot about life and life teaches you a lot about sports. So I think um, you kind of maybe learn some things about, you might do something on sports site to help with your bowling, but then you might start thinking how that could actually help you um, with your day-to-day -day life with Crohn's, you know, there's um, just mentally trying to 
um, deal with certain things that happen on the cricket field. You know, um, a lot of sports psych is dealing with kind of the hard times in sport. And I guess um, Crohn's is, is not the easiest thing to deal with in life. So, yeah, I think um, you can definitely try and um, link the two. And um, But no, I wouldn't say... I've had specific help on it, but um, I just try and draw the kind of uh, links where I can, really. Yeah, Dude, the, the mental side of it all, I, I completely understand because I'm a big sufferer, unfortunately, myself. So I completely understand that. But it's uh, the, 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 the attitude aspect, as in the way you're looking at it, it kind of it's helped me significantly where... If you you look at this stuff uh, that you, you feel like you get all the pressure on you, you, you all that stuff you're when you're in your head that's where it starts kind of impacting yeah. everything so especially when you're a sportsman you got to look after what's inside and then you take the pressure off so you can then go out and play do your sport um, yeah and stuff like that so yeah that's, I think that's a great point I think it's basically being you know we're uh, dealt the cards with doubt and we have yeah. to like um, try and be like just be happy being ourselves and not yeah. like I guess we kind of sometimes get taught oh you need to fight this and fight through this and but I think fight with fighting something there's a resistance there whereas yeah. if you can actually work with it um and be happy and 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 reach your potential with the limitations that you know you have like there's no nothing wrong with understanding what your limitations are and then actually you can really um push those limitations and rather than um be like oh i want to be this and but actually i've got no chance of doing that so it's it's kind of um yeah it's it's a a positive way of looking at things i think and and you can your potential you unlock your potential which, which will be so much more um through that so yeah yeah and so definitely (laughs) Um, de- definitely with the uh, talking about it and making people aware, it's obviously because it's something you, no one can see. If uh, It's something you've got to fight through. So if you spread awareness and talk to it, I always see it as the same with mental health. If, if you share the burden just a little bit, you can have someone else on your team for that fight and then yeah. you can focus on the stuff you really want to do yourself because it's yeah. all about support and understanding and stuff like that. Definitely, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but uh, moving on, to new coach, new captain, new season. Yeah. How are we how are we feeling about all that? Very excited. Um yeah, buzzing really. Um obviously Brendan McCullum, very exciting appointment. Um and yeah, I obviously watched a lot of him play when I you know um before I was playing international cricket and um love what he did and I you know I think people talk about his the culture that he kind of um created within the the New Zealand team and um that was very evident to see and obviously there's um great team now and I think some of that culture is, is just um is still there now so um in terms of what we need and what we want I think he's he's going to be amazing and um him working with Stokesy, I see that as a really um, great relationship. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to play under Stokesy as well. He's like such a, a loyal 
brilliant teammate um, and yeah he'd do anything for you, for you and I think um, to have him leading us is, is going to be amazing and, and the boys are going to be really excited to kind of um, do everything they can to uh, to be successful and um, yeah it's, it's exciting time definitely. As a fan, I'm, I'm buzzing for, for next week. I can't wait to see. Um, but no, yeah, yeah. Brendan McCullen's been or someone I grew up watching is him, AB de Villiers, then Joss and all that. So I've watched a lot of Brendan over the time. And when I saw he was appointed, I was like, wow, this is this is a pretty pretty cool thing. Because obviously he's not coached any Red Bull team, but people forget that he was one of these probably New Zealand's greatest captain like, over 100 <laughs> tests. He's got the fastest exactly, yeah. test 100. He's got a 300 to his day against India. So he's got he's done it all. And then obviously yeah. he was the template that Morgan followed to create the England uh, environment. Yeah. So all that coming together, I think uh, we, we we could be quietly quietly excited for a little bit. Definitely, yeah. Um, and you know we're on a journey as a team. Um, we're still kind of trying to get experience in all the areas of the team, and um, yeah, but. Um, we're coming off the back of you know a really tough time. Um, yeah, I think I think there's you know there's no point in looking back on that really. You know we've got to move forward and um, we've got some really good talent in the team. Um, and um, yeah, I think I think also from personal point of view, um, the tough times in the winter in Australia, especially. Um, you know, I feel like a much stronger better player for going through that and um i'm really excited to kind of uh show that this summer and um yeah i think you know it i like to think that i will look back at that winter and and it will be a turning point for for me in my career because um yeah i think i think um i've learned a lot and and that's um Sometimes the, the best things come from the hardest yeah, times. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, hopefully that's the case. And then, obviously, the, t- the times have been, been quite tough following the Ashes, but it's uh, there's not too many changes in personnel within the squad. So it's kind of like a, a shared experience that you've all yeah. um, kind of been through, which kind of I, I see kind of helps the team like, bond and settle in because, you know, you've all been into the tough spots. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think I think also it's nice to have COVID bubbles and stuff behind us a little yeah. bit, um, so it does feel like a bit of a fresh start in in many ways. Um, um, just that we can kind of live our life again in between playing cricket, um, and yeah, I think like to have like to the thought of playing um, in the Test matches at England with an English support and um, have people back in pretty normally and that kind of thing is, is very exciting. And I guess that's how I remember before COVID 2019 summer, yeah. you know, the, um, the ashes and um, it was just amazing to be part of. And um, it felt so special to play cricket for England. Um, and I think with bubbles and stuff, it just kind of lost that a little bit, you know, playing in front of no crowds and, you know, it felt like it was very financial, the reasons that games were going ahead and it didn't really matter who was playing. It was just about getting 11 players out there and making sure that um, financially um, cricket was in a in a good place after COVID, which obviously is really important. I'm not saying that. It was just like 
changed a little bit mentally about how it felt and and I think yeah. if we kind of um bring how back how special it is to kind of play for England and and uh, I think um the support we'll get um at these games will kind of make that really obvious and um and Ben and uh, Brendan will definitely make that happen so um yeah really exciting time Perfect. Well, that kind of wraps it up. But unfortunately, I've thoroughly enjoyed having our chat. Thank you very much for coming Thank on. Thank you, me too. Thank you for having um, me. It's very enjoyable. Linda, all the best for the season. Cheers. Thank you.